Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, are you ready for the word that I have for you tonight? All right. Well, we're going to be going here in just a moment to the book of Genesis, uh, specifically Genesis chapter 25. And uh, tonight we're going to be continuing in our Church on the Rock, our COTR Family Bible Study Series that we're doing here in 2023. And uh, we've been talking initially about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? Because we need to know how the patriarchs uh, of our faith fit into our life today. And tonight we're specifically going to be talking about Jacob. We're beginning our look at Jacob's life. Now, uh, you know... When you, when you come across a main character in the Bible, uh, you, can, you can generally know when you're getting on, uh, onto a main character because they'll be mentioned over and over and over again. Can you imagine having your name in the Bible? You know, and in fact, you know, the Bible uh, isn't finished yet. The book of Acts does not have an amen at the end of it. I do believe as some, that it's continuing to be written, and somewhere it's going to talk about you and what you did with your opportunity. The Bible says that even every idle word we speak is being recorded. Isn't that amazing? Uh, you know, in heaven, on earth, we have, uh, on, on earth we have the book of Acts. In heaven, there is a record of everything that we do and say and our, how we take the opportunity of our life and advance those opportunities and, and how hardships might come our way or difficulties or, or, or trouble or pressure or disappointments and how we handled those and then how we learned from that and how we handled those next time and how we shared our life with others and uh, you know all these things are being recorded but can you imagine having your name written in this Bible and not just uh, one honorable mention perhaps like so many other uh, people in the Bible but uh, you know maybe like Noah do you know Noah Noah is mentioned 46 times in the Bible. Noah is an important character, and one of the reasons you know he's an important character is because he's mentioned 46 times. I mean, there's, there's a limited number of words in the Bible. It's written, it's closed, it's finished. We're not writing it anymore. So to have 46 mentions is a pretty big deal, you know. Uh, that makes me want to know, why is God focusing on Noah so much? What do I need to know about Noah? You know, Old Testament, New Testament. What is it that God is using his life to teach me? You know, uh, uh, Job. Job gets 54 mentions. Wow. <laughs> yeah, evidently there's a lot we can learn from Job. 56 mentions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, if you've ever been in one of those Job situations of life, you know that going and reading about Job is not necessarily comforting, but it does give some perspective and it does give some help and some hope, especially seeing how Job, you know, uh, finished out his life, that it was not the end of his life, the end of his story, that the difficult things he went through did not determine the end. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Abraham, Abraham is an important figure in the Bible. He's mentioned 277 times. Oh, that's, 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 that's a pretty good, I mean, 277 times. Wow. Uh, um, Joseph, Joseph uh, is mentioned 229 times. How about David? David's a pretty important. We can learn a lot from David. You know how many, you know why you hear so many sermons about David? Because he's mentioned 968 times in the Bible. 
okay, 968 times. So, yeah, almost every sermon you preach, you can include something from the life of David. I mean, uh, almost every principle that we teach from God's Word and almost every, every, every uh, instruction that we see we receive from God can be found somewhere in David's life that God chose to use David to teach us a lot of things. 968 times, wow. Um, Jesus, by the way, 942 times by his name, Jesus, 942, but he's only in the New Testament as Jesus. So, I mean, once you cut down, you know, all the books of the Old Testament and New Testament, that's like, wow. But then when we get into the Old Testament, you know, by Savior, by Lord, by Prince of Peace, by Wonderful, by Counselor, by Messiah, by, you know, uh, all of these things, my goodness, uh, it's, it's incalculable how many times Jesus is mentioned in the Bible, not just by name, but also by, by speaking of this Messiah that would come, this Savior, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, this lion, this 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 lamb you know i mean on and on and on as he is referenced and 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 as we know uh you know uh it's it's just amazing uh god you know god god's a pretty big figure you learn a lot from god um, the, the the name god just god not the name yahweh not the name you know uh jehovah not 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 i am and not the guy that says me you know, walk before me and be perfect. Not all the times God is mentioned, but just that name, God, just God, is 3,893 times. Wow. I guess God is a pretty important figure in the Bible, huh? Of course. Uh, and, and, and there's no account. There's no accounting for all the pronouns and the, 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 the personal pronouns and like, you know, uh, uh, talking about God. It's just, it's just incalculable again. Ruth, one of the great-grandmothers of, of, of Jesus, is mentioned 13 times. 13 doesn't sound like a lot when you've talked about, you know, David 968, but 13 mentions in the Bible is huge. I mean, how much can we learn from Ruth, one of Jesus' great-grandmothers, who was a, a, a powerful woman? You know, that's, uh, it's, it's important. God pointed her out to be, uh, to, to be a teacher to all generations. One uh, of our Bible characters that we're talking about tonight, the, the third covenant patriarch, Jacob, his name, just by that name, Jacob, is mentioned 345 times, covering both Old and New Testaments. However, if you consider that God changed his name to Israel, and if you just look at that one, you'll find that his name is mentioned more than 2,500 times in the Bible. He's mentioned perhaps and referenced uh, perhaps more than any other Bible character, any other human Bible character that was uh, not already God before they got here, okay? <laughs> Talking about Jesus, <laughs> the one and only, by the way. Uh, but uh, just the number of mentions alone make makes Jacob one of the main characters of the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. So much can be learned from his life. And Jacob's life and legacy uh, is one which every born-again believer should familiarize himself with uh, because we need to understand uh, what God is trying to teach us through his word. And he teaches us through living 
men and women encountering life, thinking their thoughts, doing their deeds, encountering uh, their experiences and what they do that causes God to want to be in covenant with them. Why did God choose Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Ruth? Why did, well, why did he choose you? Same reason. He loves you. He set his love upon you. And he's, he's helping us become more and more like him so that he can use us to affect others, impact others, teach others. That's our main purpose in this life. Our main purpose is not only to get close to Jesus. We, we should have that as a goal. But if that was our only goal, going to heaven would accomplish that goal you know, a million times quicker than we could by reading the Bible every day. Okay? Uh, I don't want to seem morbid, but if it was all about us getting closer to Jesus and that was our only goal, we should all get out of this place uh, once you get born again. But our goal, God's goal, is that we would get close to Jesus for a purpose. That we would become more like Christ for a reason. And the reason is, is so that God can use us and use our lives like he used Noah's life, like he used Ruth's life, like he used Job's life, like he used each one of these patriarchs to affect and teach other people how to live their life pleasing. And if they happen to trip and fall, how to get up and brush themselves off and get back on the road. This is what God wants from us. He wants us to teach our children. He wants us to share with our friends and our families and our co-workers. He wants us to share these principles with the whole world. The things that we have learned from these Bible characters and the stories of their lives and how we have found that to be true. I am a testimony tonight. I have found the Word of God works in my life just like it worked in Jacob's. The Word of God works in my life just like it worked in David's. The Word of God will work in my life just like it worked in the Apostle Paul's life, just like it worked in, in, in uh, Mary's life. The Word of God will work for me. That's what I have found out, and that's what I want to teach every other person, is that the Word of God will work in your life just like it did in theirs and just like it has in mine. That's our goal and our purpose. Remember, the one story that God is telling, he's only telling one story, and it is a story of redemption. No purpose of God is more important than the rescue and the recovery of his relationship with mankind. No, nothing, there is no purpose greater than us helping God rescue and recover and restore his relationship with mankind. We are called to go into the highways and the byways. We are called to go to those who are down and out, those who are up and out, to the rich and the poor, to the hungry, to the needy, to the full. We are called to go to men and women without 
question as to their past or what they have done or what they, they are doing. We are called to go and tell a story, to tell a life story, to give a testimony, and to tell them what happens in the lives of men and women for thousands of years and what has happened to us in our life when we gave God a chance to be the Lord of our life. When we accepted Jesus and invited him in, we are called to go and tell because there is no purpose greater than the rescue, recovery, and the restoration of God's relationship with hurting, lost mankind. There's nothing greater in your day tomorrow than to positively impact someone for the cause of Christ. You can do it by letter, by text. You know, one of the things that I am having an opportunity to do is that, uh, that uh, uh, Raquel uh, Gakinya has come uh, from Kenya to be here, and she's family and everything. But I get a chance almost every day to give her one thing to do, one goal that day. You know, one of the goals I gave her this morning was to, you know, write someone a note or perhaps call your grandmother, <laughs> you know, something. Do something to reach out and to thank someone for their life. Someone that has positively impacted your life. Someone that has taught you more about Jesus. Someone that has helped you. I want you to somehow reach out to one person. That's your goal for today. We're, we're doing, you know, yesterday her goal was do it now. Do it now. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. And, uh, and, and, and it worked. She uh, texted me last night. She got finished early. Why? Because she got up and did it now. Uh, that, 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 that's a part of us, us teaching and sharing with others. But a part of her responsibility, even as young as she is, is to make sure that she's also you know, encouraging and reaching out to others. Let me encourage you to do something every day. There's something you can do every day. You can make a phone call. You can, you can text. You can, you can uh, go next door. You can stop and, you know, uh, uh, help someone that's, that's, that's having a difficult moment or someone that's not having a difficult moment, you know. I mean, I, I took the buggy out of H-E-B uh, about, about oh, two weeks ago. I was at H-E-B on a Sunday afternoon, and there was a man who was a whole lot younger than me, Jeff, Okay. So he was a whole lot younger than you. And, <laughs> and he was more physically able and physically fit. And he looked like he was at the top of his game. You know, I mean, he was, he was, he was you know, uh, you know uh, gosh, he was almost, you know, uh, almost as, as, as good as you, Robbie. But, that, uh, but I went and got his buggy from him because I saw him unloading it. And I had just put mine up. And so I said, here, let me get that. And went and got it. He looked at me like I was crazy. And then he just looked at me a second time, and I said, let me get this for you, buddy. And I, I thought, you know, I have just done something to him. God is going to use that in his life because he just broke and went, <laughs> okay. You know, it was hard for him to let me get his buggy because he's a whole lot more physically capable than I was. <laughs> you know? uh, but, you know, don't, don't just choose those that look like they're down and out and in some great need, you know. Uh, Brenda and I were at a, at, a, at a restaurant the other night in England. It was, it was on our anniversary, and we were eating at this restaurant. And uh, when it came time to pay, I, I called the waiter over, and I said, I said, you see that young man over there? I don't want him to know this. Uh, the young man, he was, uh, uh, he was uh, um, you know, uh, um, he was, evidently he was American. Uh, he was an Asian-American. 
and he wasn't sure how to order. He talked to him on the phone, but he was sitting there, he's 25 years old or so, you know, uh, just, just, you know, at the top of his game. And he ordered, and he ordered a lot, by the way. And I said, you see, I don't want him to know uh, until he starts to leave, but we would like to pay his bill. And they looked at me. He had to go get two more people and talk to them because he didn't understand what I was wanting. And I mean, I mean, and, he, and you know, he's, he's, he's uh, British. It wasn't a language problem. <laughs> and uh, finally, I had to get up and go around out, out, outside and tell him, look, I want to pay for that. He said, why? <laughs> I said, well, I said, it's, uh, it's our 50th wedding anniversary. And, and I was sitting there and I noticed that young man. He was eating by himself. And, you know. I just had great compassion. In fact, I, I, when I watched him, I, 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 I started weeping. I started crying. I said, I just have great compassion. I said, I don't know what's happening in his life, but I want to bless him. He said, whoa. <laughs> and he called the girl over and explained it to her. And then she went, wow. I, I said, well, can I just have it quick? Because he's going to get finished eating in a minute. We need to go. You know, I want to be out of here. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's not the people, you know, it wasn't the money he needed. It wasn't the meal he needed. But he needed something. And God used me to do something. I know God used me to speak to that young man's life. And he may never, ever be the same. He'll never know my name. He'll never know who I am. He'll, he, he won't even remember what I look like, you know. Uh, he, he'll, 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 you know, we made eye contact and I, and I smiled at him. I had compassion on him and and I, I even said hello to him at a uh, point. But, but you, know, what, what's, uh, you know, what are you doing? What story are you telling? You see, the, the most important thing I can do is to help God uh, with his one singular purpose of, of, of allowing this earth to continue as it is, is he's rescuing people. And we sow seeds, we plant seeds, and, and sometimes we water seeds, and, some, and, and we just have to leave it in God's hands. You see, because you can never uh, do in your own flesh what God can do by His Spirit if you will let Him work through you. He will touch people in ways. He'll speak to them the words that you could never communicate. He won't leave them alone. He does not, God does not abandon His word or your work for His kingdom in anyone's life. He watches over it. Well, no story, in, including ours, is complete without it ends in redemption. And, you know, this is the story of the life of, of, of Jacob. Uh, it's, it's redemption. So let's, let's begin reading in Genesis 25. Um, Jacob's daddy was named Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and at this point, when we get to Genesis 25, Isaac is 60 years old. Abraham is 160 years old, and uh, Rebekah, who is Isaac's wife, they have been married for 20 years, and Rebekah has not had any children, and she is quite sad. And so in this process of life, when Isaac is 60, uh, Rebekah is pregnant and she delivers twin boys let's begin reading in verse 23 of genesis 25 i'm reading from the new king james version and the lord said to her two nations are in your womb two peoples shall be separated from your body 
One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Verse 26, afterward his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah bore them. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. As I said, it had been 20 years since Isaac and Rebekah were married. And, and now, uh, finally, but full well in God's time, as everything should be. And this is the way Jacob's life begins. It's the way it should begin. It began in God's time. It did not begin in Rebekah's time. It did not begin in Isaac's time. Rebekah and Isaac would not have chosen this course for their own life. They had been waiting for 20 years. But in God's time, Jacob was born. That's one of the things that Jacob's life teaches us, is that we must allow God to have his timing. For everything is made perfect in God's time. The hand of providence was on Jacob from his mother's womb. When, when born, his attempt to be first and to claim his birthright was evident to everybody. Everyone standing around saw what he did. You know, his brother Esau is being born and, and Jacob reaches out and gets his heel. And, and, and you know, he's saying, I want to be first, I want to be first, I want to be first. And he, and he, and he you know, almost as though he's trying to pull Esau back in because the firstborn, even though they're twins, the firstborn has a birthright. The firstborn is the inheritor. The firstborn is the, is, is the favored. He gets him by the, by the ankle, by the heel, and, 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 and tries to, 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 you know, he's just, everyone is seeing him. So Jacob, the wrestler, that's what they would call him. The wrestler, he's wrestling the one who takes and grabs what he wants by his own strength. The one who sees what he wants. The one who perhaps even feels his destiny. Maybe the one who, who, who has heard something in his spirit, even before he can understand what it is, knows that I want to be first. You see, because God has already said that the older would serve the younger. He knows that's my place. And it, eventually he's going to get the birthright. And he knows that's my place. And eventually God, and, 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 but you know, we all many times want what we really do feel is right and best for our life. We want what we feel is our birthright. We want what we understand to be God's gift to us. But Jacob lived much of his life trying to make it happen himself. Just like he did at birth. <laughs> Wait wrestling 
wrestling with everyone, wrestling with everything, wrestling with every advance, wrestling, lying and cheating and, 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 and you know, doing whatever he could, wrestling, trying to get what God wanted to give him anyway. We'll find in life that Jacob continued getting what he wanted by his cunning craftiness, by his own nature. He wrestled with everything and right to the point to where he even met God and wrestled with him. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we'll, we'll see in Jacob's life how God, you know, uh, allowed Jacob to wrestle with him. And God had the angel to strike him. His hip bone was broken. He walked with a limp the rest of his life. But at that point, he was changed from a wrestler, a struggler, someone that has to do it on their own to a prince with God, to someone who understood that some things in life, the promises of God, can only be received. They cannot be taken. The story of Jacob, of course, will take a lot longer to share than we can manage in one evening, but since his life and legacy is one of the greatest, if not the greatest story in the Bible, uh, Jacob teaches us. Uh, he teaches us to trust in the Lord and not in our own abilities. Uh, he teaches us how to weather disappointments. Jacob, throughout the Word of God, he teaches us how to value uh, um, a dream and how to, how to value working for what you want. He teaches us the sadness of missing what God intended for him. He teaches us about the covenant of tithes and offerings. Jacob teaches us a lot. God uses Jacob to teach us the dangers of having favorites among children. That if you have more than one child and you have a favorite, what that can do for that child. It ends up that his favorite child was thrown into a pit and taken away from him for 23 years. Jacob teaches us how to deal with loss. Jacob teaches us about family. He teaches us how to restore relationships. He teaches us that money is not everything. He teaches us how quickly things can change. And he teaches us that we should always be ready for a new day. Even in our old age, we should be ready for a new day. As he moved down into Egypt <laughs> as an old man in a new day. But before we push the pause button tonight, allow me to share three important principles as we begin this study of Jacob's life. Three important principles that we can hopefully apply to our lives this week. Number one, it's a confirmation of what Ben Lancaster said here on the platform a moment ago. My first point tonight, Ben, is God has a plan. Isn't that interesting? That's just what he said a moment ago. God has a plan. He said, Pastor Ron keeps saying, like Pastor Ron keeps saying, God has a plan. Yes, he does. Here I am saying it again. Why? Because he has a plan. God has a plan. He had a plan for Jacob's life. He had a plan. He had a plan for when Jacob would be born. Like I said, it was not in Jacob's power. It was not in Rebekah's power. It was not on, on, on Isaac's calendar. You know, uh, they, they, they would have moved things along in a different way. But it was on God's timing. Why? Because God had a plan for that man's life. And let me tell you, God has a plan for yours. You are not a person born out of time. 
You are a person born for the plan and the purpose of God. You are perfectly created for what God wants you to do. You have not only been created by the hand of God, but without regard to what you have done with your life so far, without regard to how you may have messed up or, or what mountain you have climbed or what uh, you know, tree you fell out of, without regard to how you got where you are, I can guarantee you that God has not forgot His purpose, not forgotten His plan of your life, and He has used everything in your life to prepare you for your greatest day. He is preparing you and He is positioning you. Even with things that we did not want, could not stand, even the great losses that Jacob went through in life were preparation for the plan and the purpose of God to restore his relationship with mankind. God's going to use you. He's going to use you whether you like it or not. You may as well like it. He's got a plan. Even the hardships and the heartaches that we go through. God's got a plan, and it will give them to him, especially in things that we cannot control anyway. We may as well yield to God, not being upset with him, not being mad with him, not being frustrated with him, and just simply say, what are you doing, Lord, in my life today? What are you doing, Lord? How is this, Lord, ever going to benefit you? Show me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Help me, Lord, because I know your purpose is to use me to restore, to recover, and to renew, to rescue souls. I know that's your purpose for my life. I know it, and I want to do it. Help me to do it sooner rather than later. Prepare me, position me, prosper me, use me, God. God has a plan for you. The second thing that will lay in Jacob's life for this week is that life has a way of bringing you back around and giving you another chance. It happened to Jacob so many times. Life has a way of bringing you around and giving you another chance, bringing you back around, giving you another chance. You know, uh, you know. so I do want to tell you and encourage you not to miss the bus, but if you do, there'll be another one by here later. <laughs> Just even when it feels like no one's going to come. Brent and I got out at, at uh, International Airport in Houston last night, and it was cold. It was freezing. It was, you know, that, that weather had just blown through. I mean, we were, we were having, you know, some 126-mile-an-hour headwinds where we were flying through from Chicago to here. And here we were. We landed, and it was cold. It was freezing, and I didn't have my, my jacket was in my bag, and I was out in a T-shirt. And uh, it was cold. I got our bags, finally got everything outside, and parking shuttle. There it was. Oops, it's gone. It was a long time. Brenda said, won't you call them? Brenda finally went back. She said, I can't do this. i got to go back. I said, well, I can't afford to go back in there. Why? Because there'll be another one by in a moment. I don't want to miss it. You know, there'll be another one by in a moment. You know, you don't want to miss it. There'll be another bus by in a moment. You don't want to miss it. You know, and if I'd have missed that one, guess what? There'd have been another by in a moment. I wouldn't, you know. Sometimes, you know, it takes standing out in the cold and getting a little colder, and sometimes it looks like they're never going to come. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, Brenda uh, said to me, you know, why don't you call them? Well, you know, it's, honestly, it's not going to hurry them up. <laughs> they'll be by in a minute. You just got to keep trusting. There'll be another. If you miss the bus, there'll be another one by in a minute. Why? Because life has a way of bringing you back around and giving you another chance. I encourage you, don't miss the bus. 
Don't miss what God has for you. Don't miss what, what, uh, what God wants to do in your life and through your life. But if you do, hold on. There'll be another chance in a moment. God's not going to waste you. Okay? Jacob teaches us that. He's shown us so many times in so many ways that God is not going to forget us. And number three, you don't have to wrestle in your flesh to get what God always intended to give you by His Spirit. You don't have to wrestle in your flesh to get what God has always intended to give you by Spirit. The dream in your heart, you know, submit it to God. If it is God's dream, then work with Him, but let Him move the mountains. Let Him. As we faithfully pray and faithfully speak in faith, trust God, still He is the one that moves the mountains. We can speak to the mountains, but he has to move them. Just realize what God intends for your life, he's going to do his best to position you to receive it. Let go of Esau's ankle and just let God be God. Amen? God really is big enough to do his job. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.